Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Manifest Podcast. This is your very pregnant host, Anika. Period. <laughs> and this is your motherfucking tired host, Brittany. Who's not pregnant, thank you. And we back. <laughs> hey girl. Hey honey. The secret is out. Ooh. I had let y'all know the secret on another episode, but it didn't record properly. We had to re-record. And then I just didn't have the energy. So now y'all know. Woo. Do you think a burden has been lifted? Or no? (laughs) Um, Yes, now I can talk freely Mm -hmm. and discuss, you know, what I I really want to manifest. The fuck? So, Yes. Will Have you been about your your birthing story on the podcast? Say that again. Will we will we discuss your birth story on the podcast one day? We will. If y'all want to hear, if niggas want to hear my story, we can discuss it. Cause um, yes, it's gonna be very interesting. I can't wait. Um, I would just like to be on the other side of the story, telling how it went. I can't wait till that happens. Um, but yeah, should be should be very fun guys i just want to say y'all my best friend looks so cute pregnant i just cannot believe it and i've just been holding this secret for months and it's been killing me and it's finally here almost <laughs> now we wait and now we wait and you know i'm finna be a tp y'all i'm so excited oh my and i'm sending you stuff this week she got a little box they have a little box coming Oh, oh yeah, it's not about me no more. No, it's not. Sorry. That's cool. That's cool. That's, that's cool. Whatever. I'll keep it about me. So when y'all ask about her, I'll be like, she just doing her thing. So yeah, excited. And um, all of that stuff. Brittany, how you been? What's going on with you, girl? I am experiencing a little burnout this week, but I will say, I'm growing as a person because maybe last year, a year before last, this burnout would have caused me to be stressed and anxious and just like want to give up. And I have uh, been able to bend and not break. And I'm just proud of myself for that because it's been a long time coming. And um, I've realized, you know, when it's, bigger things coming then it just seems like uh the universe is like all right i'm finna i'm finna test whatever uh i'm finna test the shit you've been learning i'm finna see if you ready you know you've been you you uh you are what you talk about and so as you know we had a situation with the car and i was just in the car all day waiting for like two tow trucks to come get me and I was literally in the car all day and I wasn't stressed out and I wasn't freaking out I was just more annoyed because I was in the car all day and that because of that um so I'm proud of myself for not getting upset about that and I'm proud of myself because a long time ago stuff that was minor uh would have set me off and then I'm, I'm realizing that they're minor and maybe this happened for a reason and it's just that on it. Maybe something was preventing me from doing something else. So I need to like pat myself on the back. Growth, especially when you can see your growth. That's that's really amazing. 
Thank you. I'm just, you know, I'm a little, you know, burnt out because of work. But other than that, I'm, I'm in a good mood. So. That's lovely. A lovely day. How are you, Minus Baby? Uh, <laughs> personally. What is Minus Baby? Ooh. I would like to have a cool call. What is Minus Baby? Oh, it's, Back. you know, I'm, I hope you enjoyed your life before, baby, because it's over with now, Shana. This Remember how you used to do me? Hey, Maya. Hey, Brittany. This how y'all used to do me? It's over I with I don't now. <laughs> I like to have a poem called Life Before Back Aches. <laughs> Always hungry for no motherfucking reason. I just ate. Ooh, we. Ooh, we. Um, that's it. I had like a full dinner like three hours ago and then right before i came in here in this room probably like 45 minutes ago somebody told me that i needed a grilled cheese sandwich and some oranges i don't know why but i had it and then it just be like when i eat i'm just super stuffed and uncomfortable it's not like it's gonna go away anytime soon it's not no it just sit there for a long time until it comes back up it's heartburn and then we just go to the next day and sing that's how i am but you know it's no complaint my body's doing what it needs to do to bring my child in. I'm grateful. Amen. period period okay all right guys so for this episode we wanted to talk about stress and anxiety We've talked about it a little bit before, but we just want to talk about um, what stress and anxiety does to your body. And we're talking about, you know, uh, just general anxiety. There are several levels of anxiety, but just general. Um, How we acknowledge the unhealthy coping mechanisms and what we do to cope in a healthy way. And then we're going to discuss some other coping mechanisms that could help with you know stress and anxiety especially during this time where we are going through covid and does not seem to be letting up anytime soon um and the holiday season is already stressful enough as it is you know without a pandemic going on um and then you know putting the pandemic on top of a holiday season where you're not able to, I hope y'all are not spending time with y'all grandmas and shit like with the club during the pandemic. It's a panorama and y'all still out here doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying panorama. I'm going to let my co-host finish introduce her topic. I just want y'all to know um, if you go to your grandma's house during this panorama and your grandma COVID and your grandma, I don't, I want nobody grandma to pass away, but if your grandma does pass away because you were irresponsible doing a panorama, I will request for your family to put cause of death was you. Thank you on the funeral. The, what's the funeral shit called? The uh, pamphlet. Yeah. The, the, funeral the, pamphlet. Pamphlet. the funeral, you know, the shit. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep that in mind when you want to meet my house because you want some dressing so bad. Fix your own dress. And this is a good time to ask, you know, the matriarchs of your family for recipes. Put together a recipe book. 
a family recipe book, you know, that's a good thing to have. Pass it down to your kids. I saw somebody say uh, a Thanksgiving Zoom is better than a COVID Christmas. A COVID Christmas, or it was something like, I see you. Like, oh, yeah, I saw that too. I saw that too. I said, that's true. I'm keeping keeping things very, very short. First of all, I ain't got no grandma to worry of, to be spoken of. But if I did, I wouldn't. I am the grandma around here because I'm the one that got the compromised immune system. So y'all say, fuck away from me. It's me now. Okay. So we are going to get into the definition of what stress and anxiety is first Anika um like I said previously there are several different types of anxiety but we are going to speak generally over uh just anxiety period so the definition of anxiety is a feeling of worry nervousness or unease typically about an imminent event something with uncertain outcome do you uh suffer from anxiety i think everybody does but nowadays it's kind of cutesy everybody likes to say you know i have anxiety about this and this and da 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 uh, you may not have anxiety you may just be worried about something yeah i don't i'm not gonna say i suffer from anxiety i just i refuse to say so i went to go see a a doctor and they did diagnose me with you know, having anxiety issues. I just try to work with those the best I can. But sometimes it's, it's best to get diagnosed with, you know, you have an anxiety disorder. Um, don't diagnose yourself because it's not what you, anxiety is not what you think it is. It's not just about, all right, I'm worried about something and because I don't know what the outcome is. It's not just, it's, it's a lot deeper than that. Mm-hmm. All right, stress by definition is a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from an adverse or very demanding circumstances. So that can cause, stress can cause depression or anxiety, anger and irritability. So stress and anxiety kind of do go hand in hand. So can you, pre-pregnancy, can you give us a day in the life of Anika and out of that day from one to ten what is your what was your stress level like um it would just really have to depend on what was going on because i can't say it was just consistent but pre-pregnancy when i didn't have much to worry about again it would just depend on the time I was born. If you asked me this in 2018, before I was planning my wedding, I would say, yes, I had tons of stress, you know, but if you asked me, I don't know, last year or right before um, I was pregnant, um, my stress level was, I feel like I was really, I, I did have, you know, every, everybody, especially like pre-COVID, I was really good. And then even during like the early stages of COVID, <clears throat> my husband and I really bonded really well in the house, sipping our tea, doing all kind of nasty stuff on lunch breaks. Like it was, it was great. Stress level was ama- <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I mean, stress level was very low. <clears throat> that was zero. You know, because there was a lot of ways to cope. You know what I mean? But I think 
now that things have taken a domino effect, you know, that may be different. But yeah, before then, it was pretty, pretty, pretty low. I kind of, you know, when I felt myself stressing up, I kind of had my coping mechanisms. Um, so, okay, day in my life is, you know, wake up, get kids ready for school, go to work, uh, go to work, do with co-workers, get off work, pick kids up, come home, cook dinner, and deal with husband, repeat. So, um, a lot of times, it, for me, um, it was easier to, easy to get stressed out because I had a lot of things going on and didn't have much time for myself. Hmm. Um, and so when you don't have that much time for yourself, it does get easy to get overwhelmed because you're not spending any time with you. And so the only time I would have to myself was like in the car between when I was, you know, dropping Carson off to school and the small, um, drive to work and the small drive from work to pick Carson up. That's the only time I had to myself or, <laughs> uh, spending time in the bathroom. Like that's my getaway. Like my family knows, like I come home i speak hello how was your day yada 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 i go to the bathroom and i spend like 45 minutes to an hour in the bathroom every day and i just sit there i sit there and i scroll on my phone and then by the when i'm ready to come out the bathroom and when i'm ready to go ahead and tackle whatever else i need to tackle you know wifely duties monthly duties shit i want to do for myself you know talk to my friends that kind of thing um so I would say, like like you said, pre-COVID, maybe I was like at a, and moving, I was maybe like at a five or a six daily. And that's high, TBH. Yeah. Um, now, I'm good because I know how to work through my emotions. Like when I know I'm getting stressed out or whatever, I just go ahead and make time for myself. So right now we're, we're maybe at a three or four. It ain't, it's still, you know, it's, it's getting better. We work it. You're managing it. And you know what? I just realized, like, as knowing that when you come home, you go to the bathroom to kind of escape because there's a door, there's a boundary there where nobody, everybody respects, like, hey, this door is closed. I'm in here doing who knows what. This is my time. But, like, the difference, like, for me, when I could come home, I could just sit on the couch and nobody but Linux, and if he bothers me, I can put his ass in the cage. I can have that open space to where there's nobody, you know, in my face, so to speak. But then I'm thinking about, like, when I was a kid, even 14, 15, whatever, not realizing that when we see my mom, she might not have had time for herself, and I'm thinking of everything that I never for when I got off. It don't dawn on you that hey, she's a person too and she might need time. Like, that don't come yeah. until, like, an adult. Like, it just kind of made me feel like kids are so demanding and selfish, but I guess as an adult, it's important to set up the boundaries you need for yourself yeah. instead of constantly pouring and pouring or you will have, like, high-ass stress levels. Yes. And not only that, you know, they're just excited to see you as well, you know. Yeah. Apart from you. So yeah. it's just like, oh, let me tell my mom about this. Let me tell my mom about that. Yeah. That's why, I, you know, after I get done cooking dinner and after I get done doing whatever, make sure I have enough time to, like, even if it's 30 minutes, I'll spend this time with Carson, helping him, you know, do his schoolwork, 
you know, I sit down and I meditate with Maya on a daily basis now. That's really good. Me and Malik just kind of shoot the breeze. So I try to, you know, incorporate each time with everybody because I don't want them to feel left out. Okay, so what does stress do to your body? Stress and anxiety interferes with your overall quality of life. So here are some things that um, affect and some things that I did not know is one thing that I uh, I want to share with you that I didn't know that's very interesting and it made me realize this is why I don't remember a lot of things. All right. Like I said, it interferes with the quality of life. You have a difficulty concentrating. It can increase your chances of depression, social withdrawal, and a feeling of hopelessness. Um, pounding heart rate. Um, a rapid heart rate in serious cases can disrupt normal heart rate and increases, increases the risk of cardiac arrest. Loss of libido. Extreme fatigue. Increase of blood pressure. Muscle aches. Upset stomach. Breathing problems. Irritability and headaches. So I do notice like when I get stressed out, that's when my migraines come. Mm. Um, I get and I have to like calm myself down and by that point I, by the time I get my, have a migraine I'm to the point of no return I just need to go to sleep because I can't I don't want to take a whole bunch of aspirin and a whole bunch of you know stuff that's going to make my body feel in other ways so I just need to go to sleep Um, take a brief pause right here because I have this on my phone <clears throat> Okay, so I looked up what does stress and anxiety do to your body. I looked up what does stress and anxiety do to your brain. When you're anxious, your body is put under a lot of stress. Stress strengths the hippocampus of part of the brain that processes long-term and contextual memory. When the hippocampus shrinks, it, be it may become more difficult for your brain to hold on to memories. Ooh, we, I, we gotta be the same as my... I, how big is a hippocampus supposed to be? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this mind shrinking. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> this girl chewing her hippocampus. <laughs> See, that's how I got it looks. God damn hippocampus gone. When I saw, <clears throat> when I read that, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense of why I don't uh, remember a lot of things as a kid. Mm. I was stressed the fuck out as a child. Um, like I said, you know, I've talked about this before, like being in an abusive household as a child. And so one of my things to do to, if it's not a memory that I feel like is important or um, something substantial, I don't remember. Um, and I have to get clarification from other people and I do that in my adult life now that's something that I really want to get rid of um, like and I'm really bad with dates I don't like it's just um, it's amazing to me that people can recall like you know this song came out in 2016 and I'd be like how do you know like that's just something that's so amazing to me I, I don't have I can't do that my brain doesn't process that way so when I read that fun fact I thought it was just I was like okay this makes sense it does i mean because there's a lot of stuff that and it could be like part of stress and like just a defense mechanism for dealing with 
stressful things like you just like you just don't remember and it and it has to be a physiological aspect because it's like you know how many times anything you have said it and my cousins and everybody do you Anika do you remember this and this and that and I really just want to be like yeah and just go along with the memory like every fucking body else yeah but I'm just like no and then it's just like you don't remember that no but I how many times I've just really wanted to say oh yeah or have tried to say I did remember and I didn't and it got too many details I'm like okay girl I don't remember that (laughs) (laughs) this ain't gonna work but I've, I've also heard um people hold like you can hold stress in your body mm-hmm. like I've heard of stress being in your chest just like you just feel tight like a tightening in your chest yes like you hold stress and then also like you know it's good to get massages for whoever can afford them or whoever wants to be touched during COVID but there's you hold stress in your like I know and like right here and a lot of times when I'm listening to my meditation the first thing it'll tell me is unclench your jaw relax your shoulders and I'm like who is this bitch watching me because the jaw stay tight listen <laughs> stays clenched <laughs> and it's, I think it's just such a habit I don't even realize I'm doing it and so for somebody who has TMJ like me I don't need to be putting an extra strain on my muscles my fucking jaw will lock up you know but you just don't realize like you just everything is just so tense nowadays and it's, I just I don't know it's when I read that uh, indefinite honeymoon, who y'all should follow, uh, does it? You know, she was doing like breathing exercises, and then she, sometimes she'll post like, "Unclench your jaw, relax your shoulders, you know, move your head around." It's just like, like you said, girl, how how you know this jaw was clenched? How you know it was motherfucking crimson chin over here? How you know? <laughs> but yeah. yes. Okay, so Anika, what are some unhealthy uh, coping mechanisms you use to cope with stress? Use duh as ed. Mm-hmm. What I what I used to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and this can be healthy or unhealthy. Okay. But for me, if the issue is unresolved, then it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say sex. Okay. Smoking. Mm-hmm. Is, that really, is that really bad though? Well, I was, it's, you're right. You're right. It's, but if we're talking about unhealthy, um, I guess it depends on what you smoked it out of. Okay. And I also would say it's bad in the way of some of us who can't see our lives without it and that's what you go to instead of rectifying the problem so yes and no for that one oh that was a little show though right no right don't know who did it um probably i have no i think those are two two of unhealthy ways and what an eating mm. Mm. okay there it is mm. okay so a uh, couple unhealthy things that i use to cope with stress i definitely eat no, um, no. i eat my feelings all of the time and it's good to bust down a 10 piece with <laughs> okra 
and you know your strawberry soda. It feels good, and I feel a lot better after that. Does my body like the pounds? No, but that honey hot was good, and so that's not the fact that matters to me. Uh, wine. Mm. I use that as a coping mechanism. Um, and now that I'm saying that out loud, I can start to get myself off of wine or use it moderately and not for, you know, the wrong reasons. Um, another thing I do to this unhealthy is I shut down. Um, I will just unplug and not tell anybody <laughs> that I'm unplugging and just get super short with people. <laughs> uh, and become very irritable and then i will say like i will sleep and i'm gonna use that um as something that's unhealthy because i'm not i'm just trying to get the problem to you know go away i'm trying to mask the problem i'm not actually you know dealing with the issue so even though when i get up or when i'm done drinking this wine the problem is still going to exist it's still going to be there so I might as well just go ahead and tackle the issue then so those are the things that i use to unhealthily unhealthy you know coping mechanisms for stress and anxiety um so what are ways that you can eliminate stress unnecessary stress i mean stress is going to be there but what about unnecessary stress ways to eliminate it mm -hmm. i would say i mean like as a coping mechanism I don't know if it, as a coping mechanism and ways to eliminate it, I think I want to say those are two different things, um, but maybe they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. For me, I think it's good to recognize that you are stressed for one and say it. Cause for me, I like to just like, Oh no, I'm good. Yeah. But maybe they're, you know, deeper down, like, okay, let me remove this layer and try to figure out I am stressed. So pretty much acknowledgement and try to figure out, where the stress is coming from so you can know how to navigate it you know what I mean because a lot of times I brought home stress from work and felt like I was okay but really I still was holding on to that at work you know from shit that happened at work and I'm at home on to something else now right you know so it could have been I needed to nowadays because I feel physically stressed like with just what's going on with my body I've started to take baths a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, they help. I don't know. It's something about just being in the warm water and just being able to take deep breaths as deep as I can and listening to affirmations while I'm doing that. It just does something to my mind. Mm -hmm. um, another good way, and I need to get back into it, is for me, I would exercise or work out even though it was stressful to even have to do that but it releases tension for you to get that stress out of your body so you who I mean I've never felt like oh I shouldn't have done this after work out I always felt like relief even if I was sore and then um talking to friends helps because I don't know about y'all but I have some friends that um I'm not gonna say give good advice because they do, but they're more supportive in listening to what I have to say and can, you know, give me um, sound reasoning and just, you know, not necessarily always an opinion, but just good, good support more than anything else. So those are um, ways to cope with it. 
And like I said, for me, eliminating is just more like trying to figure out where the stress is coming from, admitting that there is stress and trying to, you know, just navigate it differently and figure out like, what is it that's stressing me about this? Is there something I can change? Is it something I can't change? Because if it's something I can't change, then that's completely unnecessary. So. Okay, I definitely agree with that. Um, I don't know how I could eliminate unnecessary stress day by day. I just have to, you know, process it. Like, is this something that's really super duper important? Is it worth my energy? Maybe that's, you know, I can process it like that. But ways that I um, cope with stress in a healthy manner would be um, I like to read. <clears throat> getting back into reading a lot more. Um, I do use, I, I read something a while ago that said, you know, when you were younger and you like to read a lot and you just love to read, 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 you thought reading was just everything. You use reading as a, uh escape yeah you use reading as an escape and it kind of just like hit me in the chest because i realized like as i got older like i don't really like reading as much as i thought i liked reading and i think that i hold on to like getting so many books in like in my library and like in my bookshelf is because I know that if I need to escape from something, it's right there. And I, I think that it's like, okay, this is a security blanket that I can use whenever I need it. But now I'm realizing like, hey, reading is fundamental. You can use it as an escape, but use it as a healthy escape. So um, I've been reading a lot more. I'm getting, I've read Harry Potter. I will. I, I will say this. I have not read Harry Potter. I watched. I've watched Harry Potter movies a thousand times, but I'm getting into like reading and learning more about Harry Potter a lot more. Um, I journal a lot. I have about seven thousand unfinished notebooks with just thoughts and you know prayers and gratitude and all that. Um, I get with my crystals. I incense. Like you said, taking baths, like spiritual baths. And one thing I started practicing now is doing, making more time for meditation. Um, me and my daughter, like I said earlier, we have a date every day where we set a certain time. Unless it's recording for the podcast, nothing interferes with us meditating. She's getting more into her spiritual side. And so I'm happy to be on that journey with her. And so she's... You know, she she wants to know what I'm doing and I guess admires the journey. Just that makes me feel the type of way saying that. Like your children really do do the things that you do. And so I'm happy that I'm able to guide my daughter with meditation and journaling and practicing help healthy and aware children. So we meditate every day. We use the Sheila Marie um meditation for teens and then we use the one for adults as well um so yeah that's those are the healthy ways that i cope with stress um yeah we grow, we some grown-ass bitches out here i just want to say this we we some healthy adults out here i want to add two things mm-hmm. i 
think that I would, I, I would, ugh, I, my eye hurts saying this because <laughs> like, I want to start journaling. I've never liked writing, but as I'm sitting here and thinking, when you said journaling, like, I think that I'm afraid that I could write down a thought because in my mind, the thought can always not be true or it can just go away. But if I write it down on this paper, it is tangible and it is. And I think sometimes I go away from that because I might be kind of like a little fearful of stuff that I'm thinking. Like if I put it on paper, that makes it real. And it's real either way. It just need, it probably needs to come out so I can better navigate that. I will say one thing about the writing shit down and you know it's been times where i'm like oh i thought i lost this notebook and then start reading it's like i did this this and this i said i wanted to do this this and this and i fucking did it not even realizing that i did write it in a notebook it's like i write it in a notebook and then i fucking forget about it and then open a notebook's like i really did do this shit like i'm proud of myself yeah i i in this moment i felt convicted like girl you probably at a point where you probably need to write some stuff down and it makes me feel almost emotional because it's like well what if like how can you be afraid of something that you just think like either you're gonna deal with it or you're not when it's in your mind it's like it's stuck in here and i kind of just need to kind of pull it out second thing as far as dealing with stress i saw that somebody and it wasn't a meme or anything. It was something that somebody lived by. And they said that if it's not going to affect you going forward for the next five years, then you shouldn't worry about it for five minutes. And that stuck with me because I was just like, well, I mean, there's a big, you know, discrepancy, a big, you know, in between that. But if in the end, something that I'm stressed about today probably isn't going to be for five years so what point is it to give it more than five minutes because i can't do if i'm stressed about it obviously it's something that i'm having trouble with or i can't navigate or do anything about it at the time so yeah. it doesn't make sense to kind of put energy or be so mad at something even like there's been situations whether it be at work or you know just being on the phone with somebody and they've said something and i've had to just had this 25 minute rant about it but really was it necessary? Did it make me feel better? Maybe in a weird way, but didn't help anything, you know? So I thought that was something. I was like, I need to make that my mantra. You better get that notebook and start to write. I got so many notebooks around here, just like, just like you just scribble. You know what I end up putting in my notebook? Just random hieroglyphics and shit. <laughs> write it i mean so i just don't want to write it but i mean because if i write it it's real <laughs> that girl a damn pharaoh out here she said hieroglyphics <laughs> so i wanted to give y'all some aromatherapy for stress and anxiety uh i think we all know this but for those who do not uh, lavender mm -hmm. helps calm you and put you at ease in that. Lavender actually helps you go to sleep. I love lavender. I love give me all the lavender. Actually, I will snort lavender if I was allowed to. I love lavender. I love it. So for Christmas, I'm going to get you some lavender powder and see what you do. Please give me some lavender uh, lace cocaine. Thank you. <laughs> 
Uh, eucalyptus. Uh, I also love eucalyptus. Uh, I hang it in my shower. It increases brainwave activity and produces uh, and promotes mental clarity. So I get <clears throat> some springs of eucalyptus. I hang it upside down in the shower on my shower head. And when you take a shower, not only does it, you know, help with the brainwave activity, it does, I will say, like, I feel a lot better in the mornings uh, or in the evenings with eucalyptus in my shower than without. Mm-hmm. It also helps, you know, uh, with your sinuses and all that kind of stuff. So it has multiple uses, but it does, like, when I'm taking a shower in the morning, it's like, all right, I can go ahead and take it a day. You smelling all that fresh oil, oil coming down because, you know, it's being hit with the water and all that steam, it just, oh, it smells so Even good. when you walk in the bathroom, I love that smell of like Hobby Lobby right quick in your bathroom. I don't know. It's just, it smells so good. <laughs> a craft store, I don't know. But it smells so good. It just gives you that like, that natural like, uh. yeah, yeah, It just smells like, oh, it smells good in here. Like, ooh, like, mm, okay. Um, You can add peppermint essential oils or epsom salt to your bathtub it helps with uh it's a nerve relaxant citrus is invigorating and reassuring and it is also a depression relief so when i tell y'all that i'm saving these oranges to put in my bath and i got some lavender epsom salt i'm right on my shit you know what you could do to make a potpourri let me let me tell you let me tell you a background about purple and why i'm a little jaded about it oh ivy brown used to make potpourri you know three kids in the house and we always hungry and i will wake up (laughs) i'm about to have the best motherfucking cinnamon rolls orange something i wake up go downstairs there's some just random shit and orange peels and cinnamon sticks in a pot time and i want to make the house smell good but we ain't had no breakfast so I really have a thing about like making a potpourri. I'm just a little scarf. So I'm just gonna put this in my bath and you know, keep buying the plugins and use my incense because she had me fucked up. I'm sorry. Damn, Kim Collins did used to have a potpourri bag for sure all the time. Yeah. And I just didn't appreciate like me thinking it was my fat ass always thinking it was something to eat. And she always tricked me like, no bitch, I'm boiling this in my pot and it's just to make the house smell good. I don't care what y'all stomach doing. Shit, I knew not to expect cinnamon rolls from Kim because it was not happening, child. <laughs> I don't know what my I don't know what kind of fairy princess life I was living, reading all them goddamn books. Maybe they mama was letting me get them cinnamon rolls. <laughs> <laughs> my mama wasn't. <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to give a couple more stress management uh tips and then uh that's it. So like we said, meditation. Um, you can download Sheila Marie. We will put that in the notes. I love Sheila Marie. She teaches you breathing techniques, four-part breathing techniques. I've learned to, you know, listen to it when I'm at work, when I'm stressed out. Um, that's my go-to. Um, breathing deeply, you know, four-count breathing, belly, chest, neck, and head. Holding and releasing. Sheila Marie also does teach you that in her uh, meditation mixtape. Being present. Take five minutes to focus on only one behavior awareness. Notice how the air feels when your face 
on your face when you're walking around, how your heart is racing or how your heart is responding to whatever's going on. Take a minute to be present with yourself. Reach out. Reach out to friends and loved ones. Um, you don't have to talk about, just talk about what's going on in life in general. Tune in with your body. Mentally scan your body to get a sense of how stress affects it each day. Decompress. Uh, place a warm heat wrap around your neck and shoulders for 10 minutes. This is actually a good one. I never considered that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to put a towel in the microwave and put it around my neck. Laugh out loud. Laughing is one of my favorite things to do. I love to laugh. And it is a stress reliever. It just, it feels good to like, not have to worry about anything in that moment. Like, whatever this we talking about is funny as fuck. And I'm enjoying my shoulders moving back and forth. No, wait. <coughs> wait. <coughs> Excuse me. Imagine you had a fucked up day and you get home and your nigga got you fucked up too. So rather than reacting how you would, you could just laugh loud as hell and so obnoxious. Yeah. And he, they would just... Cause no? That laughter right there is murderous laughter. And that's not the laughter that But I you can't mean, mean it that way. You just have to... <laughs> <laughs> and then they look at you I'm going to have to try that and let you know how that goes I'm just I'm going to be called childish but that's fine he's going to sleep outside in the car he's going to scared another one of my favorite things to do is listen to music um, I escape through music I love music I love listening to new music I I don't know, like sometimes it could be the happiest song ever and I just burst into tears. I love music. Uh, moving, exercise, walk around the block. Uh, me and my daughter, maybe last week, we were both like, I guess we kind of just in general woke up in the funk. And I said, let's go take a walk around the block. And it was so beautiful, the the walk around the block, like the I was being very present in the walk and just being very mindful. Um, like the sky is changing colors. Like it's blue, but it's a different kind of blue and the leaves are changing and listening to the leaves underneath my shoes, the leaves are crunching. The air feels good on my skin. It just felt like it was beautiful. And so even though we went around the block, my attitude was a lot better after those 10 minutes. And then the last one is be grateful. I start morning every day. I've fallen out of the habit uh, recently and I don't know what made me get more mindful about it, but I, one thing I'm bad about is checking my phone first thing in the morning. So instead of checking my phone, like once my alarm goes off, I give myself like five minutes um, before I get out of bed and in those five minutes, I don't go back to sleep. I just say thank you as many times as possible. And the universe, I don't even know what I'm thankful for in that moment, but the universe knows what I'm thankful for. God knows what I'm thankful for. Um, I'm, I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful for my kids. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my friend having a healthy pregnancy this far. I'm thankful for, you know, being able to get up and go to a car, or go to a job in a pandemic, you know. I just say thankful, you know, thank you over and over and over and over. Um, and then once it feels good to get out of bed, I'll go ahead and get out of bed. And then on my way to work, I'm, 
saying thank you or you know i'm thankful that you know i made it to and from this place safely because i don't think we realize like getting in a car and making it to a destination safely is a blessing it definitely is a blessing and i and i i could i could more attest to that before i started driving because i had extreme like fear of brown driving which is why i got my license so late mm-hmm so I, I more so felt that way. But then once you kind of start driving and getting used to getting where you got to without no problems, then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to. But really, that's something you really should be grateful for. And yeah. I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, things will change for you once you start to express more gratitude. And that's one thing I suck at. I can complain quick, but you ain't going to hear too many I'm grateful and I need to get that shit together. Yeah. Is it like I said, uh getting back and forth to a destination safely is like do you know how many times like you are you're driving but your mind is not driving? And that's that's scary as fuck. It's like how am I sitting at this real light? I don't remember how I got here. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I wanna say like <clears throat> other things that I've other things that you could do to cope with stress for me at one time when I felt was feeling like kind of slightly in a depression. Um, I like to listen to different podcasts because yeah. it, it, the, a lot of people that I like to listen to there, you kind of, I kind of get used to hearing a certain voice tone every week, um, no matter what the topic is, because that person brings just so much life to whatever they're talking about. And, um, yeah, just listening to like, listen to like other people's fucked up stories or just, you know, the way somebody may say something just to kind of make it, you know, bring some comic comedic relief. That was something. Of course, like Renee said, listening to music. And even for me, I definitely like to listen to music that an old playlist that I've made when I was really happy at that time. It kind of gives me like brings me back to that time. Although sometimes I feel like you could live in the past a little bit too much, but it just kind of gives me like helps me to reminisce and just like okay, these were some really good times. I remember this song came out around this time, so not necessarily it could be new music, or whatever I'm feeling, but I definitely like to go back and listen to like some old stuff. Um, and sometimes certain <clears throat> shows, but I realize with the stress and anxiety. For me and for a lot of people, I feel like the a number a good way to help with that is really and truly, and some people may not agree, but I really feel like to stay off social media during them times because you just never know like what you download. And I feel like when you in a space where you are kind of stressed, you're more uh, moldable, and so your algorithm could change. And this just you just don't need to be downloading all stuff. You need to definitely be more intentional about what you're allowing to come in because subconsciously you may not even know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And you might say, well, I got a timeline that's all positive and stuff. But sometimes positive things can like, certain positive things depending on where you are with yourself in your life can maybe affect you negatively. I know for me, I can speak for myself. Not like I'm a hater, but it just is what it is. So one thing I admire so much about my daughter is uh who's 13. She is when she gets overwhelmed and she's you know going through you know just being a teenager. 
Um, and I can't imagine what it would be like as a teenager with so much social media and all this shit going on right now. First thing she does is when she feels overwhelmed and her body, her, her brain has downloaded too much information, she will stay off of social media. She will, um, she'll stay on her phone till her phone dies. And then she does not recharge her phone. She'll put her phone in her drawer and then she'll decompress and it could take her hours or it'll take her a couple of days. And I think one time she spent like maybe 14 days off of social media. And I was like, how does she do that? Me as, a, me as an adult who can control, you know, the shit that I see and what, I was like, how is she able to stay off social media for 14 days? It's just like, it made me realize how attached I was to my phone and I need to detach from that. Like just only use it for something that's necessary, you know? But then she's also really mature because kids her age barely can navigate that whole social media aspect, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it can be dangerous because you just don't know like the information that they're able to download. So she's definitely above yeah. and beyond because that's not really like, that's not, that ain't normal. And that, really can she teach me? The can way? she teach me too? Like I, I can find me something else to do than scrolling in the middle of the night. All right, good job. All right. So I'm glad to have this conversation with you because I got some ideas from you about healthy, <laughs> healthy ways to cope with my stress. And I'm glad to have this conversation because it just made me realize like what I've been avoiding that probably would do some um, really good is just something that needs to happen. Like I... I started back reading, <clears throat> but I'm not as attached to it as I was as a child for reasons that you mentioned. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I definitely need to start journaling. I've never liked writing, but I, and I think that's just because I've just never been okay with being so vulnerable. Like, what if somebody reads it? You know what I'm saying? Like, even from having a diary early on and you have little brothers and sisters and they read the shit, it's like, up, scar. I keep my shit to myself and all that just you know kind of sticks with you so absolutely okay guys so thank you for listening to us discuss stress and anxiety and I really hope that this helped you in some way um somewhere down the line we'll talk about you know the different anxiety and stress levels but I just wanted to touch on this really quick. I hope this helps somebody and let's take a break and we'll be back. All right, hoes, we back. All right, y'all. We have reached my favorite segment of the motherfucking podcast. This is the segment mm. where niggas ain't got shit else. They got the what, Brittany? Audacity. It's, it'd be the motherfucking audacity for me. Every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. And do you have an audacity? I have a small one, so I can go first because it's really small. Okay. But I don't... I, have you seen Trial 4 on Netflix? No, I haven't. Please don't. Oh, are you going to do spoilers? No, it's just the audacity. I just want to say... Is it the whites? <laughs> White policemen have the audacity. All That's right. all I'm That's it. That's the team. 
They have audacity, and y'all think y'all saving the world, but y'all not. And y'all got a lot of motherfucking audacity and nerve all the way from 1980, all the way from when y'all were slave patrols, because y'all don't realize that's where it came from. But it's hella audacious, and y'all have be having audacity to ruin somebody's whole entire life because of loyalty on some police shit. Nah, it's no, all because I, you didn't like some how somebody eyelashes moved in the wind when they was talking to you, or just because it was convenient for you. Y'all just have the audacity, and I don't want to hear about the good police officers because where them stories circulating at. Okay, mm-hmm. so y'all got the audacity, and y'all can. If I had a dick, you could suck it. So. What? That's all I got. Go ahead, Brittany. Let me and then also when you watch that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we'll discuss. Go ahead. Well, you you just said we were gonna have a uh uh yeah. We're gonna have okay, <sighs> give me one second. I just want to look something up really quick. Uh, you know, and we don't even. We can just continue t- continue going. And I can continue talking and you can let me know when it's done because I was just so hurt. Just hurt. Okay. I'm ready. So um, this is my audacity and it's for um, older black women. And Anika, we did discuss that we were going to talk about, you know, how black women are toxic and we don't like to uh, talk about how toxic we are, but we need to there's something that needs to be discussed wholeheartedly. That made my eye jump a little bit. You mean toxic in general or just with yes, each other? Uh, we, you and I talked about how we give men so much shit. And we do. But we are quick to turn the eye to women who are black, um, who are negative, condescending, how we are the... Um, we can be the key, the uh, gatekeepers of why men don't feel good or why men uh, hold on to their homosexuality and keep it a secret. Uh, we discussed that. So we said we we're going to make it a topic, but I just want to say that black, older black women and their ways and their ideology really gets on my nerves and we are not progressive. Older black women are not progressive, and we will talk about why here in just a second. Um, you a couple years ago, there was a cute little uh, two little baby girls, the McClure twins. You know them, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're cute. They are biracial. Their mother is black. Their father is white. Um, and I want to say I had to look this up, but the McClure twins were born in 2013. And so being 2020, the McClure twins are uh, seven years old. I watched the McClure twins grow up. Um, I will say that I don't follow them on social media. I think their mom like annoyed me one time, but that was just for personal reasons. So I didn't, I stopped following the page. But <clears throat> I came across a post on the McClure twins today on Twitter and the first thing I thought when I saw their picture is, first of all, they are so, they're such pretty girls. 
Mm-hmm. They have long hair. Um, they, I hope this is not offensive, but they look how you expect biracial children to look. Um, they're pretty. And that's period. Um, so that's the first thing I thought when I saw their picture. Like, oh, look at them. They look so nice. Let me see if I can pull the picture up for you, Nika. I was like, look at them. They have grown up so much. They just look. You know, I follow them. I can't see. Oh, shit. Hold on. I was like, look at them. They just, they look so big. Oh, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, they do. They look really, um, they, they grew up fast, it seemed like. They did. Um, and so, in this picture, their hair is pressed. It's long. They have on some beautiful blue dresses. They got a little purse on. They look pretty. They look beautiful to me. So, there's a comment <laughs> on this picture that says, I don't, okay, so uh, back, back to the hair. The hair is dyed. They have color in their hair. And the in color, that picture? Uh-huh, and the color is only present at the ends of at their the hair. Yes. Oh, okay, you can barely see it, okay. It's you cute for their hair. You can barely see it. Um, for those who do not know, their hair is like uh, more times than not, black people's hair is brown, but it's so dense in color, it looks black. But theirs has got like that sandy little look to it because right. it's like. So they have a little sandy, you know, sandiness to their hair, and at the bottom it kind of looks like a, I don't even want to say burgundy, but it looks like a little brownie. Um, it's a cute color. It could be somebody's natural hair color. So the comment says, this, and this is from an older black woman, I don't like that color in their hair. First of all, you spelled their wrong. You spelled it T-H-E-R-E. <laughs> um, not yet. They are still too young. Please let them stay in young girls, as young girls as long as you can. Wearing color changes the game. You know that, mom. See what color the color hair does for you. And I really to let you know, these are seven-year-old children. Why are you sexualizing two seven-year-old little girls? And I never understood. Thank you. I never understood and never could come to grips with myself even as a young girl who wanted to color her hair. And you know what? The first color you want to color your hair as a little girl is what? Red. I, I, don't know, I don't know why I want to color my hair red, but when I said I wanted to color my hair red as a kid, it was just like, I was the motherfucking devil. You what? fast. You fast. And you this. And you that. It's a fucking color in somebody's head so how are you how how does a color or somebody's hairstyle or a shirt that somebody has on how does that make them fast no that's you as an adult who knows what sex is who knows the uh the consequences or the causes of sex you're putting those you're you're imprinting those thoughts and you're projecting those images onto children these fucking kids don't know that what is being fast? 
why are y'all sexualizing black girls specifically? Because we can go, we can look on fucking Netflix right now and see white girls with green hair, purple hair, orange hair, blue hair, uh, motherfucking lime green hair. But nobody can tell us the difference. Why is it okay with them? You don't even, and as a black woman, you don't even think that about them that they're fast. You think that they're some poly pocket ass shit. It's, 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 oof, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. I remember letting my child do like getting some, you know, the like the spray color in the hair and like letting her color her a little poof. I think it was purple. And I got a comment from somebody. Why you, why you let her color her hair? It's fucking hair. <laughs> Not my fucking mama. That's why I let her do it. I let my son do it too. He wanted to put blue in his hair. Do it. It's not hurting me. It's not hurting you. You know, and I thought about something. I'm sorry to cut you off. I, I just thought about something. As a child, like my mom would tell us, it's too early for color. It's too early for color. But then, as I think about it, how the kids are wearing like little, like little, little fake wash and go colors. Obviously, I'm not gonna go take them to get nowhere permanent. For yeah. obvious reasons, but little, you want to put a little whatever on your hair. I think that's the time to do it now that I'm thinking, because like now, then you get to be an adult, and then as an adult, then it turns ghetto. Right. You know, so if you want the blue and you want the purples, then it's ghetto, and then you got to worry about finding a job and finding this. It's kind of like, well, if there's ever a time to do it, it could be why they're kids. I'm not saying that you're going to go to school with a whole head full of blue hair, but if you want to experiment with it, get it out your system if that's what you want. And honestly, their hair is very, very, very appropriate because you can barely see it, and it's really, like, tastefully done. It's not even, like, pink like they could if they wanted to, but they're seven. And they're on social media, so it's, like, certain things, you know what I'm saying? I, I know that people – this is, this is what I will say. That comment was totally out of pocket, totally dated. It was no reason for that. No reason. Talking about color changes the game. What game are you playing? What are you talking about? This is the game y'all playing. Let me let me tell y'all the game they're playing. The game they're playing is y'all want to be so free and so clear of these bondages that white people have uh, held us to and said about us and all these stereotypes but they're so strong and so prevalent and you cannot think for yourself that you still hold on to this shit and these ideologies that they have and then you imprint them on generations and generations and generations and generations your daughter can't wear her jeans the size that she you know she truly wears because she got hips and then uncle james gonna look at her and then it's not uncle james fault but it's her fault because she's hippie those are her genetics and uncle james is a nasty ass motherfucker it's not her fault it's it's, it's not his fault it's her fault well let me just say this let me because i feel a way about that mm-hmm there are children, and I have them in my family, that are curvier, you know. And I just, this is just my opinion, because there are the Uncle Jameses, yet yeah, we get that. And I definitely would like to talk to them and say, you know, what I'm going to say. But I do feel a way when people put tight-ass shit on their kids. Don't be your kids. But if you're knowing that, why would you, I just don't understand why I have something tight. They have plenty of time to wear the tight stuff. As a kid, to me, 
that just comes off as inappropriate just because why is it why is it got to be tight like like for one leggings are cute right but if i'm gonna have her have leggings on if, if, unless she's like two or beyond it just will be a lot you know like a longer shirt just we're not about to have legging biker shorts why well why not they're shorts yeah but if i know if me personally if i know which more than likely my child will be hippie and have ass and she's 11 I'm not just gonna have her with a short shirt on and, and leg and biker shorts. I just don't I, I don't agree with that. Okay. I you know what I'm saying? I just I don't know, that that just bothers me because it's so in her mind, there's she's living her life and she should be able to, but at the same time, me or her father just not gonna be okay with that, just knowing that there's plenty of time for that. Or even the people that I see on social media they have their kids two and three years old and they have these short tops with the bellies out and everything it's like it's cute but it looks like what my one of my aunts call a baby lady like why you gotta dress them so grown already like i i get where you're going with the ideology because that right there to me there's nothing wrong with the hair color there's i just feel like it's a point where it is a point where and for me it just gets to be like okay these kids look like there's no why does she have to have this top with her belly out? She got plenty of time to wear that. Why does her, why do we need, why is that on display? And it's not even like in a sexual way at all. It's just like, but why there's other cute kids clothes? Why would you pick the belly? We're not talking about a swimsuit. We talking about just regular clothes and just so if it's acting just, over shit. So if it's just regular clothes, if, if I'm just, you know, I'm not saying I'm for it or I'm against it. It doesn't, I don't know if that would be something I would put on my child, but to me, it's just, it's literally just clothing. So why not? I mean, it's just, it's I'm not going to have my child. That's like a fashion over Instagram model. And that's what a lot of people have put on their kids. And I just, right. But also you have to look at it like this fashion over Instagram models. They are being sexualized because that's what's being shown. And because the sexualization exists, to me, again, hair color is ridiculous. But fat, but if you're going to be on Instagram as a Fashion Nova model, the whole reason why Fashion Nova is selling is because of sex. So if you want to turn around and put that on your kid, why would you want to emulate that? Okay. It just, to me, like, it doesn't change. It should change because they're kids, but it's like, if you're emulating after what we know sex sells, and this is this, why would we going to turn around and put this on the look? That's just for me. And that goes for even like young um, little boys too. Like all the little extra little crazy shit, how, how their parents dress them up like the nigga they want to meet at the club. I, I don't mean that's your child. You do whatever. It just seems like it yeah. seems unnecessary to me. That's just my opinion. I guess everybody governs their child accordingly. But Again, if we're gonna go back to like, you know, the tight clothing, it might it might can fit, but I just, I'm just not gonna I just not going to I don't know I just feel the type of way about that I I, I can't verbalize it. Well, my my point was it it doesn't even have it it doesn't even have to be something that's tight. It could be something that actually fits and shows her shape or whatever you. If he gonna be a pervert, he gonna be a pervert. If she wearing baggy jeans, it don't matter, you know. So that that was my point. I just 
don't stop over sexualizing black girls and putting right. these stigmas on them as seven-year-old kids like they don't black kids in general like you said even little boys are sexualized as soon as they come out the womb like oh look they got they got these pretty ass eyes or they got these ooh i can't wait like he that's my boyfriend and this is it i can't i cannot stand for a grown ass woman to call a child my boyfriend because you don't understand that you are the problem just as well as men are the problem right and so if we, if we gonna keep it a buck let's keep it a buck like women are predators as well it's not cute for you to say that my son is your girlfriend i mean your boyfriend and i will bust you in the motherfucking teeth like don't play with me and my child about that we're not doing that i agree i definitely agree with that I mean, let 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 let's let kids be kids for real like give them a chance let them be outside let them do whatever stop putting your sexual desires on children and that's just that on that hair color a color is a color um is a color <laughs> what does it fucking matter what does it matter what does it matter and we can get a little bit deeper into that but whoo chile but yeah that was my audacity let kids be kids please let them enjoy life before y'all start putting y'all projections and opinions on them let them go through life. and i agree well before we i told let kids be kids don't project on them but then why why we gotta dress them like the men and women's at the club? Because it's a projection frame. We just said it. But it's okay, but that's mama stop mamas stop over sexualizing your sons. Mothers, I, I've seen that from moms. Like, okay, like So okay, with that being said. I understand that you love your son. Um I, I understand that. I really do. I get it. But your son is not your baby daddy. And it's just that. He's not. He's not. I just, when I say that, let kids be kids, I do believe that I don't feel like adult and kids clothes, like it's certain things that's adult appropriate. Certain things that's kids appropriate. Can We can agree on that, right? Because we're not yeah. going to spend. So I just feel like that's what I'm saying. Like some of that stuff, I don't think it should be crossed. And I think people are crossing it. And that is not a projection to me. That's just, why would you put that on her? She's a kid. Just like certain kids, certain things kids just should not wear. I understand like coochie cutters and stuff like that. That's having your ass cheeks shown out. But stuff like, oh, this is just my belly button. I don't understand. Like, how is that sexualized? I don't understand that. But we can get into that and other shit later. It's, it's a belly button. It's a little hole. That's it. That's true, but it's just like, well... How are you sexualizing my stomach, sir? I had a cheeseburger. All this shit finna come out. Okay? Well, if I, if I live in my house, ain't nobody sexualizing, but I'm just saying, like, for, for, it's for me and my house. It's just like, if they, I just, I'm not gonna choose that. And I've never seen you put that on your kids. Like, oh, we're gonna yeah. get the with the belly out. Is there a reason why I didn't just didn't want to? Like, it just, to me, it just looks like and it seems like the people that do it just seems to do it out of a sexualization and they don't even realize that it is. It's, it yeah. don't, I, I guarantee you the thought is not. Um, it's not clicking. It's the gas and the match, but it's neither one of them together. Right. The thought is not just, oh, it's just a belly button. It's like, girl, she looks so cute. She looks so, look at my baby looking sexy. I've heard that. And I'm just like, bro, really? Okay. 
Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. It won't be happening in my house. <laughs> she's trying to find you a baby later. Her, her cheeks hang, hanging on her diaper and her spandex. Kitty back then, go ahead. It. Thank you. Because let me tell you, the cheeks hanging out, that means some shit floating somewhere. And I'm not, I mean, God. She won't be hanging with me like that because I ain't got, I ain't got what the time. Thank you. You want to be a TT, you better change these diapers. <laughs> baby, I'm get that baby so hyped up on sugar and send her home. I remember. I, I kept tally of all the things that everybody has done with me. I can't wait to send everybody's children back. Mm. Oh, myth. Um, what did they eat? Because we don't eat this and this at my house. So what did y'all have? We had Captain Lee's, bitch, full of grease. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm that parent. It's like, so what was for lunch today? Oh, y'all went to McDonald's? Good evening. For breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Have a good night. We'll talk to you later. Oh, is this what you do at your TV house? Both of y'all finna get a whooping. I can't can't wait for Carson to corrupt her mind. I can't wait. I can't wait. Me and Carson are already plotting. We already plotting. plotting. Carson, we having a baby? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. be bothered with my pesky uh, Carson loves babies, which you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, he asked for a baby the other day, sir. If you don't get the fuck out of my face, no. Have a good day. I don't know who you yeah. need to. I only who you need to match your daddy with to give you a little sister brother. Y'all handled it on y'all time. Thank you. <laughs> Keep me the fuck out of it. Thank you. <laughs> well, the queen has spoken. Thank you. Alrighty, guys. So now that we have our audacities out of the way, also would like to know what y'all think about that. Like, I get the general gist of what Brittany's saying, but please, y'all, somebody send us the email because I really would like to know. Um, what's our email? BLKGirlManifest at gmail.com. Yes, ma'am. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, let me know. Are you more on the kids can wear it and do what they want side or there's like because uh, I'm feeling what she's saying like the whole kids are overly sexualized because don't grow no titties too early because then you know you probably fast but even before that I'm just saying like I feel like this day and time it just anyway y'all let me know what you think send us an email we would love to have your opinions moving on to our stone of the week segment the stone of this week and I really hope we have not done this, is Soda Light. Mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, so Soda Light. Huh? Good job. Okay, okay. Soda Light is a show, a little, associated with the throat and the third eye chakra. Um, it is a water and an air um, mineral. So sodalite actually, I actually was, I don't know how this came up in my search today, but it was like, are there any minerals to help with weight loss? And this one came up. So, cause it just seems to have a lot of like physical properties. So sodalite brings order and calmness to the mind. It encourages rational thought, objectivity, truth, and intuition, along with the verbalization of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, it also brings emotional balance and calms panic attacks. So this is a really good one to go along with the stress 
um, we're talking about. It enhances self-esteem, self-acceptance, and self-trust. Because I know y'all don't be trusting yourselves. Um, it also balances your metabolism, boosts your immune system, and overcomes calcium deficiencies. Mm. Like, get y'all some solar light. It combats radiation damage by soaking up electromagnetic smog. Um, it treats the throat, vocal cords, larynx, and helps with hoarseness and digestive disorders. So it also cools fevers, lower blood pressure, and stimulates the absorption of bodily fl body fluids. And it can also help prevent insomnia. So. Let me see a picture of it so I can go ahead and make a grill out of it. This looks like something I have, but I know this is definitely. I'm going to go ahead and build me a house out of it. Thank you. A house. Oh, I mean, like it. Solidite. Okay. Period. Period. Um, yeah. So that was a good, a really good one to have. So if anybody just wanted to send us some stones or whatever, you know, reach out for our address. We like stones. I'm going to eat some Solidite. <laughs> Now, some people always take things too far, but you know, there's Brittany. Not me. Not me. Not, not Brittany. Not Brittany. All right, guys, so that was so light, and we are going to move on to our Manifesting Monday segment. Brittany, what are you manifesting for this week? Alignment and clarity. Ooh. And, you know, I'd be, I'd be scared to ask for clarity, though. Like, every time I ask for some fucking clarity, it just, this shit be like, all right, all right, bitch, the next day it comes, like, god damn. So you kind of scared to deal with the consequences of asking for clarity and actually letting it be clear? I don't really be ready to be letting shit go mm. because it's comfortable. Yeah. And it's a weighted blanket. But um, it works out in the long run. Maybe I should be asking for clarity because I just, it is, you know, just I'm, I'm just a jump out the window person. So just fuck it. Let's ask for clarity and get whoever needs to leave or whatever needs to leave. Just leave and I'll deal with those emotions later. Um, I'm also manifesting a uh, clear heart and a clear mind because here in a little while I will have to be present uh, for a weekend with somebody that I don't necessarily care for. <laughs> and so um, if I record from a jail cell then you know send your donations and cash apps to mm -hmm. Bloodgirlmanifest.com so y'all can you know I like I don't want to have to eat spaghetti in jail but I will eat it uh, I like hot Cheetos and shit like that too so you know $5 donation to you know blackgirlmanifest at gmail.com that's blk girl manifest at gmail.com Anika will make sure that you know we, we'll put some merch out there like free free breeding or whatever but you know I am gonna be okay. it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine it's gonna be great it's gonna be great. It's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be like, uh, you know, like when the housewives go on their trip and shit. All right, toxic positivity. You know, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be like that. So you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. A week. So, are we talking about Thanksgiving? Mm. -mm. Okay. No, 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 no. No, can't. Ain't no. Is this weekend elective? Um, is there for support? 
and we'll talk about this after we get off the podcast. All right. Did you want to manifest anything else? Or you Free Britney. Period. P. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should manifest in clarity and a positive heart and mind and then she also manifesting reporting from jail. I'm going to be... Hey, I, I'm also manifesting. This is the hood side of me. I'm manifesting <laughs> that Gucci Mane wins the Gucci Mane versus Jeezy battle. The versus battle tomorrow. Thank you. I will be making wings for this event. It is spectacular. The hood part of me loves it. Uh, I was team Jeezy when it was just T.I. and Jeezy. It's like, hey, you know, Jeezy easily wins this one. But now that Gucci Mane is a part of this and T.I. is no longer a part of this, I am team Gucci Mane. Thank you. I would love some lemon pepper wings, but we've had chickens many different ways in the past week. So I think it's time for a burger. Although I would love some wings. This would be perfect for lemon pepper wings in a freeze cup. I've, I've learned, I don't know what took me so long, but I've learned to like spray the wings after they get done, you know, frying and come out the grease. Spray them down with a little apple cider vinegar and then throw your seasoning on top of it again. Bitch. With a capital itch. I'm up, I'll put mine in the air fryer because they do turn out pretty good and then spray them and then put the apple cider vinegar and reseason and maybe put them in that again, one more again. Really? Let the church say amen. I, amen. Well, um, I was going to ask you like apple cider, at what point would I have said, hey, let me put this on my wings? I just was I think I was talking to Roy one time and we were talking where he was like trying to tell us but not tell us like his auntie's secret sauce mm-hmm. uh but then Cara's mom had kind of I saw her making some wings one day and she had put some apple cider vinegar on them and I was like oh and then she put her seasoning on top I was like oh so this is the secret and I actually put some uh rice uh, so white wine vinegar over some wings and then put seasoning back on top of it baby baby just okay. just a little drizzle you know just okay. a little razzle dazzle <laughs> I love it. I love just a little razzle dazzle <laughs> so, you know. okay so i okay okay oh, oh, good job good job for good that job. let me see um apple acv Vinegar. Mm-hmm. And you know your little lemon pepper. Listen, me and Maya, we got some wet season wings. So good. A wet lemon peppers? No, wet. You know how you get your season wings? Mm-hmm. Oh, wet seasoned. Oh, season. Oh my god. Well, I bet that's really good. Phew. All right, go ahead. Wait, what you manifesting? Let's talk about food. Yeah. Um. This week I'm manifesting. Um, silence, apparently. Um. <laughs> um. I would say. Uh, I'm gonna manifest some anti. Mm-hmm. Uh, stress techniques for my damn self. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
what else could I manifest this week? And just letting go. I would say a lot of times I want things how they are supposed to be and just kind of like letting go and just kind of mm-hmm. going with the flow a little bit better. So that's what I'll be manifesting mm-hmm. this week. Yeah. Oh, y'all, we still want to hear about your Black love stories and like I'm tired of asking, so Brittany and Car will be sharing theirs next week. We will. Uh, I've been procrastinating with it. You know, we're going to tell this little hood love Romeo and Juliet story. I'm the Romeo. He's the Juliet. You know, we both kill ourselves and that's just it on it. Oh, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I don't know why we're friends. I had too much wine. I'm sorry. I want some wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I will be telling you know our look our hood. Uh you y'all remember when Beyonce did Carmen? I will be doing our love story. Thank you. It's from the okay. it's from the hood, from the bottom of the map, like Jesus say. And beatboxing by me and Carson. I'm done. Did you you saw his video? <laughs> Sad. He's like, you spit. No, you literally spit. Literally. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, I think we should start. I'm, this this episode has been extremely long. Sorry. Um, but I think we should start doing like little recommendations at the end of what we've been watching or what we've been reading or something mm. for our eye. Um, I would like to recommend I am not a Christmas person. I'm a extremely, I'm a Grinch, period. I don't like that. what I paid you in? No. I don't even want to tell you what it is. You just, I'm going to... again. Came again. Okay. I'm not going to see it. But uh, I don't, I don't really care for Christmas because of my grandmother's passing. My grandmother was somebody who was huge on Christmas. So it's just not the same anymore without her. But I decided to be like intentional with my kids about Christmas so, my daughter and I watched um, this movie on Netflix called Jingle Jangle. Um, it has Forrest Whitaker in it, Felicia Rashad. It's a cute little girl in there. She kind of rem- she kind of looks like Blue Ivy just a little bit. Um, it's so cute. It's a Christmas movie about an inventor who. Uh, invention is stolen and it's really cute it's an all-black cast and it's kind of set like in the i want to say like somewhere in the 1800s um but it's really cute and i think that you know people will enjoy it so that is my recommendation for the week do you have a recommendation um i actually can't wait to watch that i'm actually saving it i want to watch it closer to around the holidays um, my recommendation, my recommendation, um, recommendation, uh, is, um, I actually watched a really good movie this week on Prime with Felicia Rashad. Mm. Ah, it was called Black Box. Was it Black Box? Somebody's Box. It was a Black Box. Okay. Watching, it was really good. That was, um. You be watching some shit that I just be like, what the fuck is this? It's it has everything to do with your mind, and of course we're gonna do an episode on trial for. So if you guys want to watch it and listen to us dissect it and break it down, please do. Um, yeah, so I like to yeah watch those. Definitely watch that black box. 
So watch the black box and watch the trial as well. Yeah, it's on Netflix and then Black Box is on Prime. All right. I will watch it. I will have it watched by next episode. All right. Do you have any announcements for this week? No? No. No announcements. Um, No announcements. Okay. Yeah. I will say uh, we are coming up on, (laughs) I can't believe it, a year a Black Girl Manifest podcast. It's amazing to me. So, um, we just want to learn about, we want to hear about what you've learned from the podcast, any ways that we can improve, any ways that we, you know, any podcast topics you want to hear about. Um, we're open to that. We're open to receive that. Um, I can't believe that I've actually done something consistent for a year. <laughs> Uh, it was hard for me this week to record. I was not feeling it, but I, I'm glad for us being consistent. Like it's it's paid off. We have some exceptional guests on the podcast, mm-hmm. and I just can't wait to see what another year brings. But yeah, that's my announcement. You can send your ideas to uh, Black Girl Manifest Podcast. It's B L K Girl Manifest Podcast at gmail.com or you can hit me or Anika up in our Instagram comment or you know in our DMs um and maybe if y'all hoes reach out maybe y'all could get some free merch if we drop it I'm just saying maybe I don't like being called hoes though I don't think we ever considered that oh man fuck them hoes though but (laughs) all right maybe if y'all niggas reach out then Maybe, you know, we can run a contest and get some free merch. Who knows? I mean, yeah, we, we think about merch and shit. <laughs> we are. Yeah. All right. So we'll see you guys next week. Next week. And we're about to hang up so we can gossip. All right. Bye. Bye. Period. Tea.